Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Corey Bigsby reported his son, Cody, missing at 9 a.m. on January 31st, telling police he last saw his son sleeping in his bed about seven hours earlier. Cody is still missing. Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey Katie. Hello. Hello, how's it going? It's going so good. So were you Rams or Bengals? I was a little bit of both. I really like both of their quarterbacks. I like Matthew Stafford. I thought he was awesome with the Lions and just never had a, a really good chance. So I was excited for him, but Joe Burrow is such a freaking good person and just a great kid. And, you know, I was, I was bummed for him, but honestly, I was excited for both of them. I, I, I like them both. I see. What can I say? I was and Bengals. Cooper Cup or Cop Cup. Yeah. Cooper Cup. For, for the Rams. Cool. Super cool guy. I don't know how you could feel bad about that Super Bowl. Honestly, it was I, great. I don't know. I voted for, I was rooting for the Bengals because. You were voting. I was voting, yeah. Uh-huh. My alma mater, Idaho State University, are also the Bengals. And so we this decided, yes. Rhonda and I decided, and our sister Kara, that we would go for the Bengals because we are all Bengals. So, mm-hmm. yeah. There you go. Because well, you could get your head around Joe football. Burrow. Really, you could get your head around Joe Burrow. He's a philanthropist and really speaks out against uh, injustice and stuff. Like, do a little more research on him. You'll love him. So okay. you, you made a good choice. I well, good. Well, it's good to know. I'm glad mm-hmm. to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is our Monday episode. Yeah, we are excited to be here, and we have, uh, as usual, three segments to this show because yes, three cases a week wasn't enough. Why don't we just jump right to nine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's worked out great. I think there's actually. no building up. We're jumping right in. We are jumping right in, and so I'm going to turn the time over to Katie for some weird crime time. Mm-hmm. What would you do if you got home from work and there was an intruder in your house trying to kill you with a hammer? <laughs> Well, uh, <laughs> uh, try to kill him back. I don't know. I have no idea what I would do. Run out the well, back door. Something. Something. This lady right here. Her name is Susan Kuhnhausen. She looks like she's been beat up. Yeah, well, you should see the other guy. Well, this is him. 
His name Ooh. is Ed Hafney. Oh, okay. I thought maybe he was um, a drummer in the Grateful Dead, but no. Nope, nope. Just a low-rent criminal. Oh. And Susan got home from work. Susan was a nurse and was uh, separated from her husband, but still married. Uh, she got home from work one night, and there was a note from him that he'd gone to the beach for a few days, and he wasn't living there anymore anyway, but he'd left her a note, so whatever. Mm -hmm. She walked in the back of the house. The alarm was set. Everything seemed normal. She walked out front, grabbed the mail, came back in, and uh, shut the door, and a man jumped out of the shadows with a hammer. And attacked Susan and tried to kill her. Well, what he didn't know is that Susan's been an ER nurse for a long time. Ooh. And she's trained in restraint. Mm -hmm. And has taken quite a bit of self-defense classes because of her job. Sure. And because of the things that she's done and seen in her job, you know, in, yeah. in the hospital. She lives in Portland. And she fought back. And she's a, she's a larger kind of heavy lady. And she realized that she outweighed him by quite a bit and that that might be her advantage. So she kind of charged at him and slammed him against the wall. And <clears throat> they scuffled and they scuffled and she got him in a chokehold because of the training that she's had. Sure. And she was screaming at him, tell me who sent you and I'll call you an ambulance. And he growled at her. So she kept squeezing. And <laughs> finally, she was afraid she was going to kill him. So she let go because she didn't want to kill someone. Right. And tried to run down the hall. And he grabbed her. And they ended up in a big scuffle on the floor in the hall. And he did manage to land a couple of blows to her head with the hammer. And she managed to get him back into a chokehold. And this time she kept squeezing until he stopped moving. And then she ran next door to the neighbors and they called 911 and she was asking them to please bring an ambulance because she was afraid that she'd just killed him. So get an ambulance over here. She doesn't know if he's even alive. Mm -hmm. uh, he was not. He was not. Uh, but Susan was. And she wow. lived and she, you know, fought for her life. They discovered in her basement a backpack that wasn't hers and it turned out to be his and there was a day planner type thing in there that said call mike well her soon-to-be ex-husband's name was mike oh boy and that was concerning and so they finally find mike who has left a suicide note at this point and tried to check himself into a psychiatric facility told the police he just had nothing left to live for they sit down and interview him, and of, of course, you know, he denies it at first, but eventually he pled guilty. He hired this guy and offered him money, uh, as well as another guy who did turn on him and testify, and that's how they helped to put Mike in prison for this. But uh, Susan Was has he... had to live with the fact that she killed a man with her bare hands to save herself. To save herself, wow. But I mean... Was Mike just, like, trying to get a hitman at a Kmart Blue Light special? Yeah. I mean, the best thing this guy had was a hammer? Mike worked at an adult film store. Oh. And that's where he met this charming genius. Gotcha. 
And, and I mean, I'm very glad for Susan that he didn't have a gun, but mm-hmm. I'm also surprised as a hitman that he didn't have a gun. Mm-hmm. Like, no, he's a convicted felon. And so, you know, not the felons don't get a hold of guns all the time, but you know, right. it, it they're not supposed to have guns, but um, right. No, I think this low life really just was going to enjoy this, honestly. I guess. Wow. Well, good for Susan. So there was a life insurance policy on Susan and this guy had nothing. He'd lost his job. He was, you know, she kicked him out. He was pretty much at his lowest low. So Mm -hmm. their house was paid off and was worth about 300 K, you know, because she had been working her ass off all her life as a nurse at any rate. um, So yeah, it was a, it was a scam to get life insurance money and the house so that he could sell it and have that money. What a creep. Yeah. So props to Susan. And Susan, yeah. uh, in an interview just recently, actually said that she received a letter from uh, the, the perp's aunt and mm-hmm. told her, we want you to know as a family we aren't angry with you. We aren't upset with you. We don't blame you. Wow. He made the choices that he made and you did what you had to do to live. And we're glad that you did. So please don't, don't beat yourself up. We're not. I thought that was really cool that they did that for her. Because that of is. course she is. She's a nurse. She spent her whole life trying to help save lives in the ER just to have to take one in order to be able to live. Right. Yeah. That's got to tear anybody up. So that is nice that his family acknowledge that for her and recognize mm-hmm. that she didn't have a choice for sure yeah wow and props to her he only said one thing during the entire attack and that was you're strong <laughs> when she threw him against the wall the first time and she said that somehow lit some adrenaline up in her but she went you know what yes i am strong and i've had i know what to do i've been trained i know what to do right might have been as good for her wow yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So when in doubt, be like Susan. I guess. Yes. Don't give up. Yeah. Well, I'm going to turn the mic over to you for our main case. Yes. So today, our main case is the missing persons case of little Cody Bigsby. You may have been seeing this uh, case out there on the internet, this is in Virginia, Hampton, Virginia. Four-year-old Cody Bigsby went missing on January 31st. His dad, Corey, says that he saw him seven hours. This is he reported him missing at 9 a.m. on January 31st. And he said he had seen them seen him seven hours before when he went to bed. Wow. Yeah. Seems like a long time to go with with not seeing your four-year-old. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot to this. So immediately, near, nearly immediately, uh, Corey Bigsby was arrested. So Corey has some history with leaving his young children. They are five, four, and two home alone while he runs errands and does various things. Oh my God. 
Yeah, so he's in jail, charged with seven counts of felony child neglect. Now, none of them are in the missing case of Cody because Cody is still missing. Mm-hmm. So there was a, a a big ground search that went on um, for several days after Cody was reported missing. Mm-hmm. And that ground search ended on the 4th of February. Okay. There's, there's a lot going on in Hampton, Virginia around this because um, the Black Lives Matter organization in town feels like the city hasn't been, or the police haven't been very transparent. Mm-hmm. They haven't let everybody volunteer to help look that wanted to. Felt like they've kind of been held back. In many ways. Mm-hmm. And. I don't know. Just sort of. They they feel like they've had a lot. There was a lot of community help that was willing. That was told no. Yeah. Weird. Yeah it is. Um, the police chief keeps saying things like. We just didn't want this to turn into a sideshow. Okay. I I don't know what that means. Like, yeah, what does that mean? You have a missing four year old boy in January. There are tons of people in the community wanting to help, and they're turning them away. And they don't want it to turn into a sideshow? Sideshow. Yeah. He's said that Mm. a couple of times in in different uh, uh, news conferences. And so, definitely, Mm -hmm. people in the community are like, Why would you not want to use as many people as possible? So what's happened is that the community has formed their own group called Camp Cody. And they're doing their own searches. Good for them. Um, Because they feel like, well, fine, if you're not going to, you know, let us assist, Mm -hmm. we're going to do it ourselves. They also went to a city council meeting and really called out the city council members and the mayor. Like, why aren't you talking about this? Why aren't you ordering or, you know, organizing more searches? Why aren't you participating? There is a child from your community missing. What are you doing? Yeah. It's nothing, unfortunately. Now, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say that the police aren't doing anything. They are. Mm-hmm. But their focus has been a lot on dad. Right. Which, you know, I, uh, I'm i not necessarily saying is right. wrong, considering. No. However... First and foremost, they need to find this little guy, you know? Right. Oh, I am so tired of missing four or five, six-year-olds. What the hell? I know. Well, and the implication that they just wandered away in the night. How many times have we heard that lately? Mm-hmm. And how many times. times has it been true? Zero percent Zero of the time. Zero times. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So then um, some evidence turned up a jacket and some tire tracks near Cody's house. So one thing that's happened is that some of the area around where he went missing has been underwater and the water has just receded. Mm -hmm. And after the water receded, there's a child's jacket that's been found and some tire tracks on the ground near the home. And, There was a woman who was searching for Cody who found the jacket. Mm -hmm. So that has the police back out there in that area that was underwater uh, looking. 
So they did, um, you know, police tape it off and search it. And they did mm -hmm. bring in canine um, searchers. Uh, the police were there for about two hours. They didn't appear to find anything. And then they left. And then the uh, Cody's camp people came back in and did some more searching. Mm -hmm. But this little boy is still missing. And we don't know for sure if that jacket was even his. Right. We don't know anything yet, really, other than this little guy is still missing and his dad is in custody. Wow. Um, Will you show us his picture one more time? Uh, yeah. Give me a second. <laughs> I remember hearing about this case. And yeah, yet again, the old wandered off in the night. And, and in yeah. January... You know, it's, I know, but my goodness, I mean, we've heard this now. Oh, I'm just annoyed. I just. Right. It's very frustrating. Well, this implication that if a little child of a little four-year-old boy goes missing, mm -hmm. that it's his own fault that he's missing. Right. That's the part of it that I'm like, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't get this. Like, well, what could we do? Now it makes me think about the little guys, Owen and I think Owen and Orson that mm -hmm. are missing out of Bakersfield, California. And yeah. then, of course, uh, Ariel Kalua in yeah. in Hawaii, and then uh, our other two little missing four year olds uh, back east too. Like, well, and then of course, uh, Cleo. Yes, Cleo, the Cleo Smith that went missing in Western uh, Arizona, who or sorry, Australia, Australia, who actually was found, yeah, alive, yeah. but who in fact did not just wander yeah. away. This idea that little kids are just wandering away in the dark. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're not. It's not little, happening. Little children are not just doing that. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Here is, this is a billboard that is up in the Hampton, Virginia oh. area. And there's Cody. And then, you know, they're saying to call the FBI if you have any information. He's so cute. He's just cute and teeny. He looks really little to me, yeah. the pictures that I've seen of him. So we're going to continue to track this case, but it is, it's interesting on several fronts. You know, of course we yeah. want, you know, him found hopefully safely or at least some kind of resolution, but we need to know what else is going on here. What's going yeah. on with his dad? What needs to be dealt with there? Why is the community feeling so distrustful yeah. of the police and their city council? Well, we know, for one, yeah. that Cody is black. And mm -hmm. that is immediately a red flag because we know from mm -hmm. doing this podcast for now into our third season that black children and children of color mm -hmm. get less attention in these yeah. kinds of situations. And the whole thing about the police chief saying didn't want to make it a sideshow really hits me wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't like very that poor implication at all. Yeah. Yes. Very poor choice of words. And, well, and, and and why don't you want the whole community out helping when there's a child missing in your community? Right. Really? Usually we're begging the whole community to come out and look. Well, and mad props to the people that are looking, but not there's not a but here. There's a it would be amazing if the police were working along with them, if the community was all cooperating together, so that no evidence gets disturbed so that things are right. done properly, you know, and it sounds like in this case they did, you know, when they found some stuff and they called and at least they took them seriously and came, you know, yeah, so I did. hope that means there's some better communication and, 
cooperation rolling out here because these folks aren't going to stop looking. There's a missing child in their community. Right. Our and why sick. not? Why not capitalize on that? I, yes. th this is what I don't understand. Why not use mm -hmm. that to your advantage? Great. Yeah. You have lots of people who want to help. Get them organized. Include them. You know, mm -hmm. what's wrong with that? I, I yeah. just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. So we are going to keep an eye on the Cody Bixby yes. case, and we will definitely update you as more information comes forward. But for mm -hmm. now, we certainly really hope that they find him oh i have two questions okay where's mom mom is not exactly in the picture there is a statement from mom um that she made a statement but i don't think she's living in the house okay and then other question where did the other two kids go i don't know if dad's in jail maybe they're with mom now i'm not mm -hmm. sure this is there's a so there's a statement from mom. Um, uh, she says, I sincerely appreciate all the volunteers, rescue workers, police, FBI, news reporters, the community at large, family, friends, and everyone who is showing love and support for Cody. It truly warms my heart. I am praying for the safe return of my baby boy, Cody. And I don't know. I don't fully understand yet, but it doesn't appear that mom was living in the Satan house mm -hmm. and so was not actually present when um, he went missing. So Got it. Okay. Okay. Well, thank That's you. That's what we know so far. Yeah. All right. Well, Katie, I'm going to kick it back over to you for WTF News. Mm-hmm. In today's WTF news, I was a little torn. I almost went with our new Florida man theme. Because this happened in Florida, but it wasn't necessarily a Florida man. Maybe it was. That made a mistake. This is a 12-year-old getting arrested. Oh, dear. She was arrested for calling in a bomb threat to her school. And sending a lot of threatening messages to classmates. Sorry, she was 13. She was 13. Oh, Her 13. name is Naya. Naya was uh, arrested. She was put in handcuffs and thrown in juvie for two long weeks. Oh, boy. And before she was finally released. And that was back in November. Last week, uh, authorities had to admit with a little egg on their face that they got the wrong kid. No. So Naya was arrested. Oh, it gets, they were. Oh my God. Completely outsmarted by a 12 year old girl. Oh, 12 year old girl who set up a fake Insta and set up a bunch of fake email addresses and that implicated this girl as oh. being the culprit. She even sent herself some threatening messages from that account just to make it clear that it wasn't her doing it. Oh, my God. But they finally, using, you know, some technology and IP address tracking, figured out who actually did this. And it wasn't Naya who went to juvie for two weeks at 13 oh. for something she was completely innocent of. Oh, my God. That is terrible. Yeah. Yep. 
So it took them forever to drop the charges against her. And everyone wants to know, you knew she was innocent much sooner. Mm. Why did it take so long to drop the charges? And they are blaming her parents. The innocent. Uh -huh. What? It's their fault because they refused to cooperate with police. Well, what? No. Well, they don't trust you. And you put their innocent kid in juvie and arrested her and put her in cuffs and threw her in a cop car and scared the shit out of her for nothing. And the reason that you did your job poorly is because her parents refused to cooperate with you? Oh, give me a fucking break. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like, why would they? Right. Why would they? Because they know they're... Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now the right teen, hopefully, hopefully, mm. has been uh, arrested. This is what they said. The actual suspect maliciously impersonated another student, created email and Instagram accounts to send herself as well as other students threatening messages, and intentionally lied to law enforcement officers and school staff to frame another person. Uh, holy shit. What is this yeah. kid up to? Right. Yeah. What is this kid up to? Whew. Yeah. That's scary stuff. So finally, on January 28th, they dropped the charges formally against the other little girl. So not only did she sit in juvie for two weeks, she had these charges over her head for about nine weeks before they dropped them. What? Oh, my hell. Again, they released her, her from juvie and then... Had that much time in between mm -hmm. before they dropped their charges? Yep. So she had to go in front of a judge. Again, she's 13. I cannot even imagine. And traumatized as hell. Oh, the judge, gosh. who is not having this shit, said, your case is being dropped today. Do you have any questions for me? And she said no. And he said, good luck. I'm really sorry you went through this. <laughs> Oh, wow. And she said, it's okay. Oh, no, babe. Oh, no, it's it not. It is not okay. No, it is not. No. That's right. So they now have an attorney, which apparently was never offered to her. What? Like her constitutional rights have been completely violated in this yes, case. Yes, they have. Yep. But mom is saying... She was never uncooperative. They didn't ask her for anything. She was screaming from the rooftops that her kid was innocent and this sure. was all wrong. But uh, basically, this her, this little girl's rights were violated and mom's rights were violated. And it took them forever to right the wrong. And now they're going to get sued like crazy. Yeah, they are. Well, they probably should be. My yeah. gosh. Oh, yeah. poor Naya. Wow. I know. I'm just so sad for her. Yeah. What a fear to give a kid. Well, in an interview, she said, it was heartbreaking that everybody thought it was me. Yeah. Yeah, the I bet it was. The community thought it was her. Thought she'd send all these threatening notes and threatened to blow up the school and all of this stuff. And she's just mm. a little sweetheart that did none of these things. Wow. As for the real culprit, what the hell's going on with this kid? 12 right. years old. What is going on with this kid? 
But why didn't the police confirm these things before they throw a kid in detention? They just had a smoking gun. I think they thought they just had dumb kids on their hands. Uh, hello, we're talking yeah. about kids and technology and they're not dumb. No, uh, someone's dumb in this situation and it mm -hmm. is not the child. They thought they had some dumbass kid on their hands that had just, you know, said all these, had these accounts and was just using them and they didn't do any homework to discover they had the wrong kid. That's terrible. That's mm -hmm. absolutely terrible. And sloppy, lazy. Mm -hmm. Man, all they'd had to do was check some IP addresses to know. Right. This wasn't hard. This was no. not hard work. So anyway, I hope that there is plenty of uh, an investigation into why this was yeah. done. This, by the way, was in uh, Pembroke Pines, Florida, in case you're curious. Mm. But at any rate, this was the day that uh, Pembroke Pines Police Department was fully tricked by a 12-year-old. Yeah. Wow. Time to wise up, Pembroke Pines. Yep. Yikes. Well, that is quite a way to kick off the week. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Well, of course, this is our Monday our Monday episode. Can't say case anymore because it was three cases. Right. Uh, we have two more episodes this week as well mm -hmm. as our live streams. Also on Tuesday this week is our true crime cold read party. Let's take me a minute to remember it. So we have a subscription on YouTube mm -hmm. uh, and it is our true crime cold read party. So if you subscribe to that, then once a month you are invited to a special members only live stream where you can bring cold cases and we will, uh, we will cold read them live in the mm -hmm. live stream. So you just, you know, give us a little paragraph about the situation, give us the, the basic details and ask your question. What do you want to know? And we will cold read that for you. So that is coming up on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So tomorrow, yep. uh, you can join that at any time by clicking join on our YouTube channel. Just go to True Crime Paranormal on YouTube Mm -hmm. And you'll see a place to click join. That's where you join. And it's $4.99 a month. And you yeah. get to come to our cold read party. And it's really a lot of fun. It is fun. We talk about all different kinds of cases. And, mm -hmm. you know, you can bring us famous cases. You can bring us totally unknown cases. They just need to be a cold case that is unsolved. Mm -hmm. We don't read current cases that are unsolved. And we've talked about that many times on here. Why? But it is unethical. And so we don't do it. We only read... Old, old cases that need a little bit of um, a little more publicity. And so we'd yeah. like to read those cases. So we do them here on our regular episodes. And then we also do them on the cold read party sometimes, too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So we have yeah. so much more coming this week. So yes. be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Go check us out on Patreon. We have lots of free content over on Patreon. Join us, uh, join us, join as a patron to support us in what we're doing, and you'll get some extra content every month. Some cases that you have been asking for us to do, that guess yeah. what? We've already done them, and they're over on Patreon. That's true. So you just look yeah. for True Crime Paranormal on Patreon, and you will find us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you are watching us on YouTube, don't forget we also have a podcast, and so. 
Every episode that we put out not only goes out on YouTube, but it goes out on all major podcast platforms as well. So you can watch us or listen to us. Doesn't matter. Switch back and forth. Come to our live streams, whatever you want to do. But we we're here. And we are here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here. Take care. Thank <music> you.